Welcome to Gucci Row on the Rebel HD2. I'm your host, Kevin Kelly, with co-host Will Despart. Sitting Gucci Row like they say up at UNLV. Thanks for tuning in to our courtside conversations covering all things NBA. Young Rebel, young money, nothing you can tell me. Hi, y'all. Uh, welcome back. We're here again. I'm your host, Kevin Kelly. Your co-host, Will Despart. And we got a really good one lined up today. Um, a lot going on. We got um, just going to take this episode to um, spend one minute talking about all 30 teams. 30 teams, 30 minutes. Um, we're going to try and keep them close to even, but some have you know a little more to talk about than others. Um, so I guess I'll uh, get us started. We'll go in alphabetical order, and we'll start with the Hawks. Um, so the Hawks were finally this offseason able to get off of John Collins' contract and traded him for Rudy Gay and the second. Uh, you know, I think that they could have got a, more for him if they didn't wait so long, but uh, it's just about that time. And then they also, uh, it could be settled by the time this comes out, just for forewarning, but they also have to make a decision about DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella, and I think that's also well overdue. Last thing I got is I want to see A.J. Griffin grow in his role. I really like what he's able to do. I mean, yeah, it's good they got off the Collins contract. I mean, they, they've they been kind of hamstringed, so they need to... I think Trey is a good piece to build around, but with what they had around him right now, you can't really expect much. So. And shout-out Lemon Pepper Lou. He retired. Hawk great. Um, so now moving on to the Celtics. Um, they This offseason, they had a lot. They were busy. They traded Marcus Smart and a three-teamer that brought back uh, two seconds, and um, they brought back Kristaps in the same trade. I thought it was tough to lose Marcus Smart. He's a backbone of their franchise. He's been there for, like, you know, over half a decade and just a great point-of-attack defender and connected Pete on off- piece on offense and locker room driver. So uh, tough loss, but I'm excited to see uh, Tingus Pingus if I'm a C's fan, and I think that he can open up a big new facet of the offense, stretch the floor, and just cont- uh, contribute to the rim deterrence. Yeah, I think he makes them better, all things considered. I know it's tough to lose Marcus Smart, but... Yeah, and then I guess lastly, they ended up with Jordan Walsh in the draft, a big, rangy, versatile, hard-nosed wing from Arkansas who can really defend and gets after it. I'm a big fan of him. Um, Going on to the Nets, they're in a, you know, what I'd say is a relatively good spot considering all things like losing the most talented super team ever with nothing to show for it. Um, and this offseason, they just extended Cam Johnson to four years, 100, signed Dennis Smith Jr. to a one-year deal. I like that fit a lot. And then they uh, signed Lonnie Walker, gave him a, a one-year deal. Sure. I think they got to keep McHale. I think McHale could turn into a star. I mean, maybe not like a first-team All-NBA player, but he could be a backbone of your franchise and a player you can build around. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I, you know, I think that I'd keep him too, but... They also have reportedly gotten some insane offers last year, so there's a good chance that they cash in and uh, keep going on the rebuild. They just drafted Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, who I both I really like, and uh, Jalen Wilson. And lastly, I'm excited to see what Cam Thomas's role is like. He had that sporadic stretch where he was dropping 40 in like every game for a week and a half, but um, then was relegated back to the bench. So we'll see what's going on there. Next, we have the Hornets, who, you know, at the time of this recording, they uh, 
have not settled everything. They still have to deal with P.J. Washington unrestricted and Kelly Oubre unrestricted. So, um, yeah, excited to see if they make those changes, keep them in. But they signed Lamelo to uh, his extension five years, 260, which I'm a fan of. I think that he's one of the best young guards in the league. And they came out of the draft with Brandon Miller, Nick Smith Jr., and Amari Bailey. All, I guess, W's, um, you know, I think Smith can develop into a really good shot creator, and I'm even higher on Amari Bailey's perimeter defense. I do think they missed on Scoot, though. Do you, do you disagree there? I don't think it's as big of a miss as others did, but I would have taken Scoot. I, I think the Hornets just a dumpster fire in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the answer Mitch Kupchak Mitch, Mitch gave about drafting Brandon was uh, got a lot of laughs on Twitter, but um, to go on to the Bulls, you know, I don't have a ton to say to say about them personally. I think they're in a pretty rough little purgatory with the core they have, where it's just tough to shake it up in a way that makes sense. But also, just pretending that you can compete and throwing them out there isn't isn't it either. So, uh, yeah, I really uh, hope to see Lonzo recover. It it really sucks to see what he's going on, and uh, yeah. Um, they brought back Kobe White at 340 and signed Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. I don't know if you have any thoughts about them. From everything I've heard about LaMelo, it sucks, but I don't think he'll probably play in the NBA again. There's an NHL player named Gabriel Landeskog who has the same injury to his knee, got the same surgery, and it's basically like a very long shot that he'll ever play hockey again. So I can't imagine basketball where it's more strain on the joints. That's just so demoralizing. I'm Really, really hope the best for him. Um, but yeah, next, uh, the Cavs. Uh, yeah, they haven't had an interesting uh, offseason. They've gotten good grades from a lot of the people. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, they filled some roles like uh, wing shooting by bringing in George Niang and trading for Max Struess, but they spent a boatload of money in doing so. Um, Struess got 463 and uh, George Niang got three years, 26 mil, and they re-signed Karis LeVert on a two-year, uh, 32 mil. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really a fan of any of those, to be honest. And they took a swing late in the second with Amani Bates. Sure. And then, uh, you know, recently Brian Windhorst said his cryptic Cavs tweet, uh, where, you know, we saw last time what happened when he wondered what's going on in Utah. He basically asked the same about Cleveland, so... Guess we'll see what's going on. Guess so. Um, the Mavs, uh, you know, they re-signed Kyrie, which is the right thing to do. You can't let him walk for nothing at this point. And they traded for Grant Williams, signed Seth Curry, Dante Exum, who made a little NBA return on a guaranteed deal, and re-signed Dwight Powell. Not game changers, but solid additions in my opinion. And they also got Derek Lively in the draft, who I think is a really great fit there. I thought Dante Exum was going to be better. <laughs> you were big on him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm excited to see him back. I think he. We'll see. I know that that team needs defenders, so he can hopefully contribute there. The uh, Nuggets are next. The Nuggets. I don't. I'm not a fan really at all of their off season. They um they lost Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, and Thomas Bryant free agency. Signed Justin Holiday and re-signed Reggie Jackson or DeAndre Jordan. I definitely didn't expect them to re-sign either of those guys. And they, um, even though his price tag was high, they let Bruce Brown walk uh, <laughs> after hammered Mike Malone was uh, announcing Brucey e. B ain't going nowhere. 
It's kind of just the perils of winning a championship. Your players' values get driven up, and then you can't keep them. So. Yeah, I think it's a staple of a championship team is having good rookie contracts that you know eventually age out. So that's a good point. The Pistons um, didn't do a ton. I like that they're off, they're off season now. They uh, traded for Flint, Michigan native Monte Morris for a second rounder. I think that's really good value. He shot over thirty eight percent from three in the past two seasons. He's one of the better backup point guards in ball. Um, yeah, I think that's a good get. They drafted Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser. I'm really high on the Thompson twins. I think Asar's already a phenomenal defender and open court operator just from his athleticism. Um, and I think he has the makings and mindset to be really good in this league. Uh, Sasser, out of the U of Houston, was a vet there, drove the offense for a while, was their leader. So I like both of those. Yeah, me too. I like, think they're both good picks. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I guess I'll let you cover. They um, traded Jordan Poole for Chris Paul, extended Draymond, and signed Corey Joseph. I don't like the Corey Joseph signing because he's terrible. <laughs> he hasn't been. That I saw a tw- they were like saying on Twitter, they showed a highlight of him, and it was Steve Kerr commentating the highlights. So it was from like 2012. <laughs> Obama era. <laughs> um, the Draymond contract, I like. It had to happen. I mean, he's the centerpiece of our defense. If you trade him, you're basically saying, okay, we're not winning a championship with Steph again at this point. Jordan Poole for Chris Paul, I mean, it wasn't ideal, but to get Poole's contract off the books and to get Chris Paul, not, I'm not a Chris Paul guy, definitely definitely not at 38, and I'm kind of the type of guy who prefers my adversaries to stay my adversaries, (laughs) but I mean, to get the Poole contract off was a big, big thing, so. Yeah, so the Rockets um, had a really active, uh, very, very active offseason they had like $60 million of open cap space, and they definitely used it. They gave Dylan Brooks four years, $80 million. They gave Fred Van Vliet three years, $130 million. And they gave Jeff Green a one-year deal and Jock Landau a four-year deal. On one hand, I'm very glad to see them go after vets and talent. That helps now. But that is a lot of money to give guys who shot a combined 39.45% from the field last year on a significant volume. Um, their draft, however, I'm a big, big fan of coming away with a man uh, who I think I have him at third in my big board from the whole draft. And then, you know, stealing Cam Whitmore, who fell all the way down to 20. They have a really, really talented young core between those guys, Alpi, Jalen Green, Jabari, and would love to see it actualize. The Pacers, um, they, they were busy too. I'm a big fan of what they did. They extended Tyrese, the same as Melo and Ant. He got five years to 60. I think that's a W. Um, it's still, it's interesting to see how like the Kings trade um, for Tyrese panned out for both teams. But they also signed Bruce Brown to two years, forty-five, and traded for Obi Toppin, who I like as a fit. And then they drafted Jarris Walker, who, for my money, is probably the best fit in the draft from a uh, player to team. I think that he fits in there really well. Next, we have the Clippers. The Clippers traded for KJ Martin. Uh, I think they just gave up second round capital for it. That's a big W to me. Um, he's a really like wiry wing who can jump out of the ceiling and um, I think contribute a lot there. They waived Eric Gordon, which saved some money on that contract, and re-signed Mason Plumley and Russ. I think uh, Russ especially is a great deal for both of them. Well, for the Cl- <laughs> for the Clippers, Russ has already made like the fourth most money yeah. of anyone, but. I think it's a great place for him to like 
get back to where he was, and we saw how the three can function on the court and have continuity. So I like that. The Lakers uh, had an A++ offseason, in my opinion. They brought back Rui Hachimura, D'Lo, and Reeves, all on like significantly lower contracts than had been reported or imagined. Like Reeves, for one, was predicted to get something like 100 mil and ended up with like 456 um, so I think that's really good. And then on the first day of moratorium, they brought in Torian Prince, Jackson Hayes, Gabe Vincent, and Cam Reddish, Reddish who fill four real different roles um, on that team. So I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it's – I mean, to save the money on Rui and Reeves I think is huge. I think to even bring Reeves back, cause there was definitely some talk that someone could match the offer. So I think they got lucky that no one did. Yeah, I think – I agree. I think that's big. Um, the Grizzlies uh, let Dylan Brooks walk. They um, brought in Derrick Rose and Marcus Smart. I think that's two really big W's for them because, you know, they needed a locker room presence and a voice, uh, and those two bring exactly that. Um, I'm excited to see what Smart can do to bolster this defense. And more importantly, <laughs> I just can't wait to see the last two defensive player of the years running around causing havoc. That's going to be pretty insane. Yeah, I think that's that definitely made the Grizzlies a lot better. I think, and especially Derek Rose in the locker room with Ja, I think that can only be a positive. A hundred percent. Yeah, because especially like you know, D Rose had to deal with a lot of the young perils of a superstar too. So, uh, no, I agree. And then they re-signed Desmond Bain to five two oh seven, which a lot of people are saying is high. Um, maybe I'm a big fan of Bain though. I think he, uh, I think he contributes a lot on both ends, but. They got to deal with Jaws 25 game suspension. See if they can weather that storm. Um, uh, I'd imagine they can. They've done really well without him in the last two years. But uh, that takes Ja out of contention for awards and no NBA. That's probably by design. Yeah, yeah. I think Silver had that in mind for sure. Next is the Heat, who re-signed Kevin Love, brought back Josh Richardson on a team-friendly deal, and brought in Thomas Bryant to um, plug some backup big depth which we really needed last year. We is the Heat. Um, they lost shooting depth with Struess and Vincent going, and they traded Oladipo con- Oladipo's contract to the Thunder in addition to some capital. The, those moves, I again, as time of recording, Damian Lillard is a trailblazer. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, the Oladipo trade opened up like $10 million in cap space, and Struess and Vincent obviously opened some some room by not giving them bags but you know i heard like dan lebatard talking about how he doesn't think this oladipo trade happens to get dame he think it happens because you're getting dame so um yeah i think that uh, it's about time i'd love to see dame in 305 at this point it's just will the blazers sign off on the return which they're trying to play hardball now but they kind of have to play hardball because when Dame announces he wants to go to the heat and only the heat they lose a huge amount of their leverage so yeah and like you know he doesn't have the Bradley Beal no trade so they can do whatever they want but rumors are that Dame would sit out or whatever so yeah I don't know I guess we'll see uh but also I think I would like to mention they drafted Jaime Hakez who I think is a really good fit in this system and Nikola Jovic gained visible weight and has shown some real nice flashes. Um, so I'm I'm sure if there is a Dame trade, at least one of them will be included. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. 
Um, the Bucks signed Robin Lopez and brought in Malik Beasley. It seems like they always find a nice shooting guard in free agency they can shoot it, but they also re-signed Jay Crowder, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. Yeah, not a ton. A, a relatively quiet offseason. I'm sure they're hoping for a healthy Chris, and I, I'm sure they're hoping they can have a better first-round result than this year, huh? Yeah, it was good to re-sign Middleton. I think that was huge to keep Giannis happy. I mean, we'll see if it lasts, but... Yeah, I agree. There was... Um, Reports that he might move to somewhere like the Rockets or one of these teams that had a big bag like the Spurs, but I agree. I think it's good to keep him there. It's obviously Giannis's right-hand man um, and contributed a lot towards winning a championship. Next is the Timberwolves, who extended Ant-Man on five years, 260. They re-signed Nikhil Alexander-Walker and brought in wings Troy Brown and Shake Milton. I'm a fan. I think they needed some um, backcourt and wing depth. Uh, I think that should help. My biggest thing to watch is Cat is on the last year of his deal. I'm interested to see if they're willing to max him again and have like $90 million per year tied up in their power forward and center, or if they find a place to move him and call it quits on the oversized lineup. I feel like Cat's going to want out. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely be surprised if they lock into both of these guys long term. Especially they also signed uh, Nas Reed to 342, which I think is a great deal for a backup big who could really fill it up and open the floor as well. So, um, Next is the Pelicans, who uh, re-signed Herb Jones to four years, 54. I'm a big fan of that. I think he's one of the better wing defenders in the whole league. They signed Cody Zeller, and they're one of those teams that's always popping up when someone comes available. Um they have the assets to be major players in the trade market. I think they're in as good a position as any to be like most improved um, and and take a jump. So I think if they can keep Z healthy and find like a good usage rate balance for Bi and CJ, um, they can compete to be out of the play in as we saw for some stretches. I feel like we say that every year. <laughs> yeah, but they're so young. Like they, you know. I think that they uh, still are in a really good chance, especially to talk about guys like Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, who I think uh, both have good futures in this league. Next, uh, we talk about the Knicks, who uh, signed Dante DiVincenzo and brought the Villanova band back together with him, Josh Hart, and Jalen Brunson. I think it's a great spot to be um, for the Knicks. I think they're uh, also one of those teams that's always players in the market and tied to names that become available. So, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, the Nets are willing to part ways with their big dog, but I definitely know another Villanova player in New York who loves the Garden. So (laughs) if they uh, had a big move to make in New York, I think that would be fun too. That would be a fun team to watch, yeah. Yeah. Um, Next we got the Thunder, who um, traded to take on Victor Oladipo and Patty Mills' contract. Um, Something that they've loved doing for a while is taking on, you know, vet contracts that these teams don't want for draft capital and I think it's worked out really well for them they traded in the draft for Kentucky guard Kaysan Wallace who I'm a big fan of and another guy who I think is a really good point of attack defender but I'm most excited to see Chet and what he's up to this year yeah I think Chet is a, definitely a rookie of the year candidate I think the only one that could really compete with Wemby this year yeah no I, I agree and I think between him 
um, SGA, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, that might be as good a 26 and under core as there is in the entire league. Like all fitting together, they play such different roles. Um, yeah, I think that they have a, a really good chance to get back into the play in and make some noise this time. And uh, depending on how their um, regular season goes, I think SGA could be back in the ladder for MVP. Yeah, he could definitely be a contention. I don't think he'll win it, but yeah, they'd have to make a big jump for sure. Um, the Magic uh, re-signed Mo Wagner, brought in Joe Ingles at two twenty-two. I'm not. I don't really understand that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I get wanting a veteran presence in there, but uh, was he even in the league last year? Yeah, but he wasn't. He was hurt like all year yeah. with that knee injury, but um. Yeah, but they uh it's time for them to figure out the guard room, you know, like with Cole and Jalen Suggs and Markel and I think one of them's gotta go. Uh I'm interested to see see if Paolo and Franz can continue to grow together. I think it's one of the best young front courts. Um and then I really like what they did in the draft, getting Anthony Black and Jet Howard. I think both big W's. Uh I've said it enough today, but <laughs> one last time. I think Anthony Black is another guard from this class who I'm really high on in terms of defensive ability. Um, he's a six, seven point guard who can defend, turn hips, move his feet at an incredible level, especially for that height. If a shooting comes around, he'll be really, really good in the league. And then they also got Jet Howard out of Michigan who showed that he has a burner uh, with over seven three point attempts a game at 37% and uh, some really tough shot making. So. I like what they did. Next is the 76ers, who signed Pat Bev and Mo Bamba in free agency and got Ricky Council uh, out of Arkansas and Terquavion Smith from North Carolina State in the draft. I think the biggest thing for me, um, Harden opted in to iron out a trade with them, which I don't think anyone expected. Uh, at the time of the recording, he hasn't got, gotten traded yet, but I'm excited to see what the return looks like. He's on his last year, so I'm not, I'm not sure what the package will be or what the leverage they have is. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was funny <laughs> how when Brian Windhorst reported recently that the Sixers were, like, insanely uh, shutting everything down for Maxi. Like, his quote was, if prime MJ or 25-year-old Bron comes calling for Maxi, keep it pushing. Like... <laughs> I thought that was a, tr- a troll. Like, I won't say it on this airwaves, but a BS tweet. Yeah, <laughs> definitely had to click the account. Um, so the Suns, uh, they probably had the best off season. Them or the Lakers, for my money. They traded for Bradley Beal. Didn't have to give anything besides swaps in terms of draft capital. They signed on the first day of moratorium: Kade Bates, Diop, Drew Eubanks, Eric Gordon, Damian Lee, Chemezi Metu. Josh Okogi and Yuta Watanabe. It's a bunch of NPC characters. <laughs> they are, but they also like provide such different roles. Like, um, I I do think that they have a a big lack at uh, point guard still. But you know, between Book Beal and KD, those guys can handle the ball. There's not an issue there. But they added a lot of depth. Like these guys, uh, <laughs> these NPCs. Like Okogi is a freak athlete defender. Um, we saw him have that like snatch block on a three on Jalen Green last season and go to the other floor and pound it on put him in the rim. But um Eubanks is also a good 
uh, plug and play backup big. Damian Lee, another shooter, shot 45% from three last season. Um, and Chavez Metu, just an, a rangy big who's got a high motor and can come out and defend. Um, the Blazers, give us Dame. <laughs> nah. nah, but on a serious note, as we record, Dame has not been moved. It's years overdue, and the game of chicken they're playing is frankly just annoying. Um, you know, all the reporting, everyone outside of ESPN is saying it's Miami and no one else, and Woj and ESPN are adamant that there's plenty of players, and uh, I guess we'll see, but I'm glad that they're finally moving on. I think um, once they do, they're in a really, really good rebuild spot. They drafted Scoot, who um, I think is a generational ball handler, um, and then you saw last year's lotto pick, Shaden Sharp, take massive leaps all year uh, and look like he could be an elite wing of the future. Um, and also, Anthony Simons, a 24-year-old who averaged 21 point per game and shot 40% over the last three seasons from three. Um, they extended Jeremy Grant 5-160. I don't really know how to feel about that. He's not old. Um, I don't think it's a crazy figure, but... Uh, yeah, it's certainly a lot more than I expected. It seemed like a deal that would have precipitated Dame staying, but obviously that's not happening. So Yeah, you wonder if that was like part of why they did it to try and, you know, entice him. But the Kings um signed Domas to Domas Sabonis to an extension for five years, two seventeen. They re signed Alex Len and Trey Lyles and brought in rookie Colby Jones from Xavier. I mean, I just loved celebrating their climb to relevance last year and all the antics with the Beam team and, um, you know, all the, the, the vibes in that arena. I just think it's really fun to watch. I hope they continue to build on that, um, especially like when you talk about what Mike Brown has done there um, with their offensive tempo and, um, you know, being able to really run and gun and get guys going. The Spurs, uh, it's Wemby time. I'm excited to see what they're able to do, what kind of role he's in on offense and defense, and um, the kind of leash that he gets. Uh, they also were a team like the Rockets that had a ton of cap to spend and didn't choose to, which is fine. I don't think you need to. Um, they re-signed Trey Jones at two years 20, which I think is very good, and uh, re-signed Mamu at two years at basically the minimum. Um, also, they drafted two G League Ignite guys who we both got to see play against Wemby um, here is in Leonard Miller and C.D. Sissoko. But yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what lineups they run, what positions Vic finds himself in. One which I find particularly fun is him and Sohan in the front court. I just think they're both really, really good defenders. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, next, we got the Raptors, who re-signed Jakob Pertl for four years, 80 mil. They signed Dennis Schroeder and brought in uh, Jalen McDaniels. Drafted Grady Dick, who was one of the best shooters in the draft for a team that was third to last in percentage and third to last in makes um, last season. So that that's a big win for them. I think he can come in and impact immediately. The biggest thing for me is what to do with Pascal. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they do there. Trade him to the Warriors. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because there was reports last year of like him and Freddie having just issues in the locker room with the young guys and 
wanting more maturity or whatnot. But yeah, he's been in talks, and I think we'll uh, see them move him, especially when you consider the log jam they have there with OG and Scotty, who deserve their own paths to grow too. Um, so last two, we got the Jazz. Um, the Jazz traded, like I said uh, earlier about the Hawks, they traded a second and Rudy Gay for John Collins. I think that's a really big W. Um, you really didn't have to give up much. He's a guy that's only like 25 years old. Wouldn't you imagine he's way older? He's only like 25, and he's a guy that I think can contribute there. You know, we saw that like, that. well, they re-signed Jordan Clarkson, but yeah, I thought they did a good job on draft night with Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George, and Bryce Sensabaugh on the first but I just think so far they have like a pretty ideal blueprint in um, starting a rebuild. Like they've acquired an insane amount of draft capital between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and uh, you know while displaying young star talent like Markinen and Walker Kessler, they've still been able to like compete and not just sit at the bottom of the standings. Um, so to, to and and to close it out, the Wizards finally finally in a rebuild. Um, for years, it's bothered me that they've just been a team stuck in the purgatory of mediocrity. Um, the appeal to fans to see players like Bradley Beal and Chris Stops always seemed like to ownership too valuable for them to move them and start over to try and win, which, you know, I, I completely understand from an ownership perspective. But uh, f- from a, a fan perspective that wants to see winning, it bothers me not to see them just go through with it so i'm happy they're finally here um and yeah they they brought in jordan Poole has a lot of chance to grow and re-signed coups to 4100 which i think is a very very good deal um and yeah despite moving on, off monte morris they kept their trend of collecting elite backcourt bench talent by adding tyus jones so i think they uh they're in a good chance to build towards the future and um yeah, that's it for the Wizards. Um, and that's it for all of them. So uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. Take care. That's a wrap for Gucci Row this week. Thanks for tuning in on the Rebel HD2 with your hosts, Kevin Kelly and Will Dustbar. You can find us on Instagram at 1KevKelly and Will Dustbar. We'll see you next time on the Rebel HD2.